The melody, chord progression, and lyrics to this Christmas song were written by computers. More specifically, neural networks. Isn't 2020 strange? Merry Christmas and enjoy. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas, podcast listeners. Welcome to a very special installment of the That's Neat Podcast, which is a new podcast brought to you by the Simple Church Podcast Network. That's Neat, That's Neat will be a podcast where we invite various leaders in the church and community to discuss topics in the media and around the world and how they relate to the lives of young Christian men and women. I'm your host, Blake Lawson. I'm the middle school pastor here at the Simple Church, and I am very excited to be bringing you an incredibly special holiday episode of the That's Neat Podcast. I can say quite literally that my guests today are my very favorite people in the entire world. They flew 4,000 miles to bring the Mele Kaliki Maka spirit. They hail from Kaneohe, Hawaii, Ne. They are my family, the Lawsons. Welcome, everybody. The Lawsons, that's their name. That's our name, right? Okay, so I'm going to start and go around the room, and uh, we'll start with Anna. Introduce yourself and what you're most excited to do while you're here in Street Fort for Christmas. Uh, hey, I'm Anna. I'm Blake's youngest sister, and well, only sister, but youngest sibling. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I just yesterday spent the day with my childhood best friend. But oh. I'm Ruby Jane? Yeah, that's her. Shout out Ruby Jane Luce. The best. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hang out with family, obviously, and, um, do all the cool things we can't do on Hawaii of like, you know, eat all the food. <laughs> that's not Where here. have we been so far that you haven't gotten in Hawaii? We had Sonic the other Sonic, day. Yeah. Um, well, we went to Cane's yesterday, but we have Cane's. We have love Cane's. You guys have a Cane's? We have like six. What? Yeah. Oh, no, we went to the one in, where was it? It was like Manoa. Anyways, there's one we went to. I didn't realize you had six now. You said you had a Chick-fil-A as well? Yeah, in Alamoana Mall. Why would you ever come to the mainland at this point? We've got all the stuff that's necessary. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Krispy Kreme, they've got one on Maui, though. They no, smuggle them so over. No, away. It's no, only it's like, like once a year. A 40-minute flight. <laughs> Well, I guess. Okay, next one. <laughs> My name is Ben. I'm Blake's brother. <laughs> All right, Barry Manilow, what's up? How you what? doing? Nothing. Continue. My name is Ben. I'm Blake's brother, and I'm excited to be here because there's a lot of people that we haven't seen in a while. It's going to be cool to see them again and some food that we haven't eaten in a while. And I'm excited to eat, like, Shane's, like, etouffee and catfish. Yeah, Shane's is good. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't have that. No. We've got good fish, it's not catfish, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, (laughs) moving on, Dad. Hey, uh, so I'm Kelly Lawson. I'm normally identified as uh, father to Blake, Ben, and Anna, or husband to Amy, and uh, that's my role. Uh, And I'm excited to be here uh, because we don't get to see Blake very often, and uh, getting to see him in the flesh is is really great, and uh, visit some friends. Uh, I'm sure we'll see the Haglers uh, a lot. And uh, we're staying with Amy's mom and brother, and so we don't get to see them very often either. So that's yeah. what we're doing here. I guess let's continue the trend. What are you most excited about to eat later? Oh, uh, some of the Cajun stuff. What uh, do you guys have today? Because we're shooting we had, this at like 11. Well, we had some banana nut bread for breakfast this morning, which is... Was that Miss Bonnie's or is that Grammy? Uh, not sure who made that. I think it was Bonnie. Oh, shout okay. out Bonnie yeah. on our last name. Actually, I think might have been Pam Haley. So oh, Pam Haley. Pam Haley. Shout out Pam yeah, Haley. Yeah, Shout out the All Reds. Yeah. I didn't know till I moved back that Pam Haley was uh, Mary, or Ann All Reds' sister. Well, that's on you, babe. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, small world. People get married. People are siblings. All right, Mom. You heard a brief 
uh, mention from my mom, kind of dogging on me. Yeah, that's the trend. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> I am Blake's mom, also known as been Anna's mom and Kelly's wife, but I originally was Amy, so still am. Sweet. And I am most excited. I think I'm most excited that this will be the first Christmas we've had on December 25th with all of us together and my mom and brother. Oh, yeah. Probably like in a, it's probably been at least a decade or yeah. more that we've all been together. So that I'm looking forward and I'm looking forward to seeing Bozier people that I haven't seen in a long, long time and getting to do simple church stuff. I always like doing simple church stuff when I'm in town with you guys. So that'll be fun. Because you do got you do consider yourself like a simple church family, even though you watch yeah, over the interwebs. I'm a, I'm a long distance member. I'm probably the one of the well. No, you guys have international. We do members. I have so. a theory about that because we keep every week asking like, who is our German listener? Like, where yeah. are you? We want to know who you are. Is it Bernard that we met when we went to Europe this year, or oh, was I hope it like? So. Is it uh, Adrian or who is it? And I think. I don't know. I don't want to take the window out of our sales. I'm pretty sure it's like somebody using a VPN because oh. you can put your location to wherever. That might be it. I don't know. So you think they're like in plain dealing? and? Well, come forward if you're listening. Uh, Maybe they don't speak English. They're just... Ikaba eine Fakaden. Right? Which does not mean what I thought it meant for years. Yeah. Say that real quick. What was that whole story? Yeah. So I uh, took uh, German in college for like half a semester and realized that just wasn't going to happen. And uh, there was one phrase that stuck with me that I thought meant uh, I, I have a luggage, luggage cart. cart and it was, I, ich habe eine Fahrkarten. And what it, it ended up meaning some completely I have a different, ticket. I have my I, ticket. I have yeah, a ticket. I have yeah, a yeah. ticket. Thank you, Duolingo. <laughs> Which just proves that dropping that class was a really good choice for me. Or yeah, you that, got out just or in the nick time. Kentucky <laughs> German is different than... Ich habe honor Fahrkarten. Like, excuse me? I don't know when any Kentucky people would even meet a person in Germany, but you did. You probably may have been the first one. Could have been. Could Never have been. know. We, we can spot each other. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you guys in the studio today. Uh, just so you know, every episode for That's Neat, we take a look at the world and try to expand our understanding of developments that could affect us all. So we're learning together today. That's the goal. We're trying to learn something here. So... This first thing we're going to talk about is one of the things that has endlessly fascinated me in recent history, and uh, its development is just super, super interesting because it keeps kind of stacking on itself, and, you know, is it going to be super, super helpful? Is there some threat to it? But it is the development and regulation of artificial intelligence. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I kind of talked to you guys about it a little bit today, but it is um, chat GPT, and basically what it is is... Uh, it kind of it kind of gave this little precursor when I looked up what are like the potential benefits and risks associated with the development of increasingly like intelligent artificial intelligence. So, a couple of pros and cons. Impro uh, improved efficiency would be a big thing. AI can potentially perform tasks faster and more accurately than humans, which can lead to increased productivity and uh, efficiency. It could do enhanced decision making. It can analyze large amounts of data and make decisions based on that analysis. Increased safety, increased access to information, but some of the cons would be like job displacement, ethical concerns, lack of accountability, bias and discrimination, 
And uh, overall, it's just important to carefully kind of consider the potential risks and benefits of AI and to work to ensure that uh, as it's developed, it's used in ways that are responsible and ethical. And I've got like a big long printout and uh, that entire splurge, like it was all developed completely by the AI that we're talking about today. Like I asked it basically, uh, I literally asked it, what are the pros and cons of developing increasingly intelligent AI? And it gave me probably five paragraphs in two seconds and uh it was kind of weird because chat gpt this this website it was uh created by open ai out of san francisco and elon musk helped start it in like 2010 he got out in like 2015 uh because it was like conflicting with his schedule with tesla i don't know how he is the wearer of so many hats that he is but uh he got out and uh, it's really, really, really interesting. It's completely free to use online. So you can, like, we'll include the link to the show notes if you want to just give it a shot. But um, it's super, super, super weird. And uh, I just went on there. And I thought, like, have you used the, chess bo- the chat bots before where you go online and you, like, ask it, like, uh, you know, when did Christopher Columbus discover Santa's workshop in 1776? And it'll be like, oh yeah, it does. It's like when you tell a dumb person joke and they like laugh along, even though they it's very transparent. They don't understand what you're saying. It'll like the chatbot will be like, founding father Christopher Columbus uh, was the first elf when he like landed at the North Pole. But uh, I tried to do something similar for this Chat GPT thing. I asked it, what role did the Spice Girls play in uh, overwhelming the Nazis in World War II? And it said, and this is kind of cool because. You know, a previous one would kind of just roll along with it. But it said the Spice Girls were a British pop group that formed in 1994, long after World War II ended in 1945. They were known for their energetic and catchy music, and they became popular around the world in the late 1990s. They had no direct role in the events of World War II, including the defeat of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi regime. Sounds suspicious. Yeah. Like you're writing something. It's pretty wild. I was going to, I just was wondering, what do you think about like artificial intelligence as a whole now that it's. Like, that wasn't, I bet nobody has asked that question before in human history, and it just wove this story together in, like, three seconds that completely answered, like, better than a human could, exactly what I was asking. I think it's, like, almost every new innovation, it's going to have pros and cons, and I think one of the things, it it provides new ethical dilemmas for us to work through, that we have to kind of filter through because yes it can be used for good but just like like everything that can be used for good can also be used for evil too so Mm -hmm. it's it's gonna when something exists that didn't exist before you have to make up new rules that Mm -hmm. surround it and figure it out but like one of the things i can think i think one of the things that i'd read was a concern is just in education circles yeah that it's going to be used to for you know, no one's going to be doing their own research papers. They're going to be sticking them in the chat bot and let them can like, can you to ask it? Like how could you say, write me three pages about this and give it a certain length or does it just give you what it gives you? It's funny that you asked that the guardian interviewed a bunch of uh, professors and they just turned in uh, like collegiate level essays from students. And then they slipped AI generated essays in there and they could not tell the difference. They're like, I would have given this a, really good grade and you can summon that whole thing you can do like you know 10 page term paper on uh the one i just had to write for college was like 
compare and contrast women's suffrage women's suffrage in like the 1900s to uh the place that they were writing and kind of like draw what you can from that and it can just pop it out for you and, and it's different every time so like if yeah. two people in the same class do it it knows it's going to make two entirely different papers i'm not sure that if you put the same prompt in twice that it would generate something different but um like it can do it without accidentally citing something word for word it's very careful that it doesn't uh give you false information like with the spice girls thing and um it's really, really kind of spooky. Somebody, uh, a pastor, I was listening to Carrie Newoff talk about it, and uh, he was talking about how I don't see this as necessarily like an immoral thing. I think that if people can get something from a sermon, then it's completely like good for you. But pastors can write like three page or three uh, point sermon on, you know, brotherhood and talking in the book of Matthew. And it'll be like, boom, 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 boom. And it'll give you a whole sermon outline that you can then, like, apply your own life stuff to. And it's just like, boom, in seconds, you have a whole thing. So it's got a lot of people stumped kind of for that. Yeah, that particular one, I was reading uh, just a little bit about it. And you can even look at, like, the second paragraph. And and you can say, hey, make that second paragraph more interesting. And it'll go back and use more flowery words and rewrite it for you. Yeah. So, so you, you know, you can't use Google if you're the professor to see if somebody has Will it give you references? Because you always have to have a reference list. Will it give you, like, a... I'm sure you would have to... But how long does that take, you know, adding little citations? Don't know. Well, I can I'm tell you, it actually takes a freaking long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be surprised. But it gets you started, for sure. Well, how sure can you be that it isn't ever plagiarism? You know, because the internet is very big, and it's hard to find for sure. But, like, you know, if it's AI, it can scour it much faster than you can that's a good point but i think the instantaneous nature to which it's able to generate that kind of means that it exactly won't be plagiarism because it's like it doesn't even have to like log off and like tab out and go like okay google and then type it and see if it's come up before i think it can like you know ones and zeros it's like okay this has never been used this way before application and then done so I don't think that's really even an issue. It's really, really spooky because I think like when people, when the vast majority of people who aren't, you know, concerned about AI or looking into it or, you know, messing around with chat GPT, when they think about what is it, I think fundamentally we kind of have a misconception that it's just this like, it's like Ultron and Avengers where you can just kind of beat it into submission and be like, this is just a tool that I can turn off and turn on like a light switch. And I think all the people working hands-on with like the most advanced AI in the world say that if the wrong people were to develop it, like you were saying, mom, or if it, you know, got past a certain point, like Elon Musk said this really interesting thing, uh, kind of after he kind of backed out of the whole thing. Uh, he said the biggest issue I see with so-called AI experts is that they think that they are, they know more than they do. And they think that they're smarter than they actually are, which tends to sm uh, plague smart people. They define themselves by their intelligence, and they don't like the idea that a machine could be way smarter than them, so they discount that idea, which is fundamentally flawed. And that's pretty spooky. Well, other than helping people write term papers, what what are they hoping are the practical applications of this? What do they want it to do? Do you want to go into that, Dad? Yeah, so, <clears throat> so I work for a company called HII. Um, it's a 
It's the closest Huntington, Huntington Eagles. Huntington Eagles Industries. Yeah, Industries. It's, it's the closest thing you could get to to working for Tony Stark. You know, we we build all the aircraft carriers. Uh, we partner with another company to build all the submarines, and we build seventy percent uh, of the surface fleet. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole section of folks that do all the non-kinetic stuff, the space, cyber, electronic warfare, all that. So we've got huge departments that do AI, and then there's AI folks in each of the other departments. So, uh, so I've got to say that AI is a great thing. Otherwise, I won't get my, my <laughs> bonus check. Um, and it's so, uh, like Amy said, uh, everything uh, like the internet itself can be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever, depending on how you're using it. And the fact of the matter is, our adversaries are using AI, and they're pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. we've got to, got to, you know, be better and. Uh, when AI goes out and scrubs the internet for information, let's say, if you're a bad actor and you want to change what's out there, you can have your own bots flooding the internet with information. So then the good bots, you know, it's hard for them to tell what's Play good information. Right, exactly. And so if you're if you're telling them the Spice Girls were part of World War II and you put a bunch of articles out there that say that, it's, you know, you have to have the AI smart enough to curate the bad information out uh, and, and to where you're only left with the good stuff, and that you know it's 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 warfare by another uh, another venue basically, hmm. like by proxy. Right, right, right. Ben, Anna, what do you think? Ben's being handed the mic. <laughs> he has moved his. Headphone. I don't really know, honestly. Like AI is scary because like I don't really know what it does or how it works, mm-hmm. but it also can be used for like good things but like if you tell an ai to generate a smarter ai could it do that is that something that could happen well it can build on itself absolutely because i think what people talk about a lot of times is the singularity which is like when the ai becomes uh self-sustaining self-aware and like self-sufficient and so by that point it would literally be like an ultron thing where um without the proper regulations and framework around it so that it's prevented to doing this it could literally be like, okay, this is what I need to do to achieve a higher level of consciousness and intelligence, and then it will go and do that because it has access to anything else. And if it doesn't have access to something, it'll learn how to get that access. And then it could be like a snowball effect of this self-perpetuating, self-teaching entity. The Terminator. Yeah, pretty much Skynet. Skynet, yeah. But um, it's kind of interesting because, uh, Anna, do you have something to say to that? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So for me, for AI in general, um, not to sound like a Luddite, but um, AI kind of gives me pause, especially because I am an aspiring creative. I follow a lot of creatives, especially artists, and I've seen all of their reactions to it. And the thing that happens with AI for a lot of AI, yeah, is that um, they will take the art that has already been created with like through hours of hard work and labor and care and love and they will just form it themselves and there are these people who a lot of elon musk fans especially um who will see ai and art and they will say like they'll call themselves artists like i've seen there's a children's book that someone created using ai and they were like selling it but it was there's so many flaws to it there were so many uh mistakes in it and it was just also taking what it what it takes to go into uh making children's books and just making it something like oh you just type a few words in a chat box and then this thing will create for you so not only is it like 
theft, but it's also degrading artists who put so much time and effort into things. And it's getting rid of the whole aspect of art, which is like the most important thing, which is the care and love and attention and time. And it's becoming less human mm-hmm. and less it's, it's becoming more of a, of a product, you know, instead of an actual work. It diminishes of art. the work that exactly. other people have done. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's no, it, you're, it's never going to have a soul. Exactly. That's, yes. I was just thinking, have you ever heard the AI like generated music on YouTube and stuff? No. It's really weird. Huh. It's like it takes what people think are is interesting. Like it's like, okay, this is what humans like this is the music that human beings it's even weird to talk out of like a third party uh from a third party's perspective of that. But it's like, yeah, humans, these are the the music that they listen to that gets traction. So it then like makes a composite of that and it's really weird and kind of ethereal. And it's got I don't want to say that you can tell that there's no soul, but it's like you can tell that like something is very strange. We'll tag, um, we'll well, I'll link something in the show notes uh, so you can kind of listen and get a feel for it. But look up AI generated music; it's very strange. Yeah, but let's let's uh, take it back to the AI that affects every one of us today because there's different levels. You know, there's the the basic AI that is like Siri. Hey, you know, yeah. hey Siri, you know, get me something, um, and and that's the very basic stuff. The your Netflix. It watches you over time to see what kind of things you like and then starts suggesting things that you like. And, and, and the same algorithmic. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And algorithms are just a set of rules that, it, you know, it, it just gets to know you over time and and uh, kind of like a friend says, hey, I think you'd like this. Uh, but it's very, very basic. But then, then the next step is that general AI, which is what you were talking about, that singularity when uh, AI can approximate a human, which we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then anything beyond the singularity is the extreme. And that's the Terminator. You know, the, the, the singularity is like Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, Anything beyond that is like the Terminator that, Hey, we don't need humans anymore. We're the dominant uh, force on the planet. So, you know, we're in that general place right now. And, and it's, it's weak AI that, that requires interface with a human. Uh, But then when you look at uh, like a self-driving car, they don't need the human. It can do everything it needs by itself. Mm -hmm. If you just tell it, where to go so you know even that has to have a human so you know when we talk about ai that's that's this big mysterious thing there's that's it's a pretty big net uh and it, you know it, ai is making our life better right now mm-hmm. well i think a, a problem with that is in the long run like ai mostly doesn't really consider what's the best for people it's just what can like what's its thing like algorithms give you the thing that you if you think would be best for you but it's like for um, social media and things like that that have algorithms, the thing that's best for the company, which is what's focused on, is getting you to stay on the app. And a lot of the times that's uh, best created. Harvesting your yeah. attention. Yeah, well, and, and harvesting your outrage. And so it's not, it's diminishing quality of life slowly because it's not thinking about that. That's not its job. It's to make your life better. It's to make these companies that own the AI more money. And I think when the humanity of things are left out and when keeping what's best in mind for people isn't your top priority then things are going to get worse and this is a tool that will like just since it's so um it's there's so much focus put on it and it's improving so much but in this direction that's kind of different from that it's going to get worse 
And I also think there's a lot of AI that's employed that it's being used for stuff it's not ready to be used for yet, like self-driving cars, where there's been so many situations where it's just not been, like we're employing it before it's ready to be employed, before it's, you know, without flaw enough that it won't cause harm to people. And I think that's a, a thing that should be thought about of like maybe we shouldn't, like and AI is really smart right now, but is it smart enough to be out in the public, to be used by you know, everyone, um, or is it just gonna, like, are all the kinks sorted out so that it won't cause problems right now or down the line? Well, God told us to take dominion of the earth, and I think mm-hmm. we the better that the better AI gets, the better we're going to have to be at keeping our hands on the wheels and just not allowing things to get away from us, just to be clear about. If AI doesn't have a value system, we're going to have to be clear on what ours are and where our lines are and what's too far. And that's going to take, you can't remove the human component from it. We're going to have to talk to each other. We're going to have to discuss what is important. What do we value? What do we want this to do for us? But I think that's something as a society that we've, we've kind of are not as good at as we should be, but we're going to just because AI is intelligent, we're the, gonna have to be the, the soul and the value system and the morality of it. We can't just let it just get away from us. Use its good, but, but have boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think based on uh, the two things that they, they just said, I think AI is partly the, or a big part of the reason that we're so polarized right now because of the algorithms in the, in the social media that if you're a little bit conservative, uh, you know, and, and you read something that's conservative, you're, you're going to tend to, because of uh, uh, confirmation bias, that feels good to read something that you agree with, so you're going to read it longer. And so then the next article that comes up is going to be conservative and conservative. And, and, and before long, you're way off on the right. The same thing if you start a little bit liberal, the what you're reading is going to be more and more liberal so you end up polarized with nobody in the middle so Mm -hmm. so that's a way that ai can really hurt uh our society and and as amy said you know we've got to step back from that and and what are our our boundaries what do we really believe i think commuting communicating exclusively online is never a good thing because that's when you find yourself yelling at your computer screen at somebody you've never met somebody you never will meet because your TikTok is taking them a different way than theirs. And I did want to uh, mention one last thing, kind of talking about AI and talking about its applications every day. Like even when I walk in, I just got a new house, and the first thing that I wanted to do was trick it out with my Alexas and my automatic lights, and you know I can unlock my front door from my phone at any point, and you know when I walk into a room, the lights go on, and when I walk out, they go off, and that's one of the you know, I, I'm guilty of using Target Drive up whenever and wherever possible so I don't have to walk around looking like for whatever. But um, I wanted to talk about the further onboard our person at all times kind of implication of technology. Uh, and I wanted to mention, it's funny you said Blade Runner because that's kind of what I was thinking about writing this next point. And Ben, I wanted to talk to you about Cyberpunk. Have you played that? I have not, no. Okay, well, you know what it is. Can you yeah. kind of say what it is? It's like the world. I think it's supposed to be like our Earth, but mm-hmm. like super far into the future, and everything is like automi- like automated, and 
it's and people like do like self modifications yeah, like to improve themselves with technology, right? Turning them into cyborgs, yeah. Yeah. So it's like implanting cybernetic enhancements to see better, to process faster, to run quicker, jump higher, whatever. And uh, so is it is it like meta where it's like a, a separate world you live in, kind of like a sim thing? Cyber. It's a video game, but oh, okay. uh, cyberpunk is. Basically, they call cyberpunks people who go crazy with the augmentation and then are more like machine than man. And uh, it's it just was really interesting because on the book, on the book, on the way to Hawaii a couple of years ago when me and Hannah were coming over for Christmas in like November, I didn't think, by the way, that I hadn't considered that I hadn't had a Christmas in December with you guys for like three years, maybe. Yeah, well. Because you, you left in 2019. That's wild, because I would always have to come over for, like, Thanksgiving. Yes, but it was 2018 was the last time. That is wild. Yeah. Wow, this is really cool. But uh, on the plane last year when we were coming over for Christmas, I read this book by this uh, Israeli. He's a historian and a professor, and his name is uh, Dr. Yuval Harari. Do you know him, Dad? No, I'm not familiar. Do you know him, Mom? Not personally, no. The, well, this book, I <laughs> we can include the link in the show notes. I actually found a free version online if you're willing to scroll through, just whatever. Um, but it's incredibly interesting. It's called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. And at the beginning of the book, he's kind of uh, like reconstructing, reconstructing human evolution and tracking how animals and people evolve and progress individually, but more importantly, like in response to society becoming more advanced. Um, and... He's gone on record as saying in in the case of like self enhancement with technology and artificial intelligence becoming a more part of our daily routine. He said one of the dangers is that we will see in the coming decades a process of greater inequality than in any previous time in history because for the first time it will be real biological inequality. If the new technology are, ava- are available only to the rich or only to the people from a certain country, then Homo sapiens will actually split into different biological castes because they really uh, have different bodies and different abilities. So he's talking about like he- the next step in human, and not like you know turning a monkey into a person, but like the next human step in microevolution could be cybernetic enhancement and becoming you know, more used to just having things on you that make you different from somebody else because it'd be actually truly different. And I thought that that was super, super kind of spooky. And the way he lays it out in the book, it's very interesting. It doesn't seem like, you know, science fictional kind of nonsense. It was pretty grounded and it was really, really interesting. Um, but artificial enhancements, integrated circuitry into our bodies. We stuff we see stuff like that being worked on right now and it's just kind of crazy thinking about 50 years down the line, you know, everybody wears an Apple Watch, you never know what the next thing could be. Elon Musk is working on that. It feels like the people that are most concerned about that stuff are also the ones with their hands mostly on the wheel. I guess it's so they can keep an eye on regulation and stuff like that. But what is his brain chip thing that he's working on? Cyberlink no, Cyberlink is the Wi-Fi that he's shooting satellites. Did I tell you we saw those? We saw them launch them. Because, uh, you know, every time you come over here, Dad, Justin asks you about UFOs. And <laughs> Angie's been listening to Joe Rogan. And so she's into the whole... She listened to Bob Lazar. Do you know him? Or Bob Lazar? He's yeah. one of the guys that worked in the military and makes this case <laughs> for 
you know, he's like, I tested some of the stuff that we saw and, um, but we saw, uh, not sky, Skylink. Uh, Cyberlink, I think. Cyberlink, which is... Well, well Skylink is the, the... Skylink is the thing I'm talking about. Yo, is, the is it called Cyberlink? Oh, the, for the brain thing, I looked mm. it up. It's uh, Neuralink. Neuralink. Okay. Yeah, that's right, where so you can, is, like... What is it? It's a thing you can implant uh, into your brain and, like, makes you... It's being tested. It's basically a cybernetic enhancement where you can, like, use the internet with your brain and play music just in your own... It's so, That's so hard because then I think of, I think of the implications it could have for people who you know, one of my best friends has a son who she's not able to communicate with the way I'm communicating with you because he has autism and I'm thinking what if there were something that they could do that would make it so that that Travis could express to us what he's been trying to tell us all of these years I mean so there's there are so many things that I can see where it could be used for or like epilepsy, or I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what blindness. That, bl- wow, yeah. Crippled people. It could have so many. It could refire different parts of your brain, or. But then, like I, I can also see the the ways that it could be spooky, crazy, scary too. Turn sure. into a cyborg kind of thing. Well, or if somebody. Or a weapon, you could. Somebody could like hack a, it, then they could basically like turn parts of you off, or give you a seizure, or. Well, crazy. I think, you know, there's a lot to be worried about. And I remember seeing there's a clip uh, that I saw some post of um, Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast. And he's kind of talking about um, once you have like the, a microchip, once you are at that level, you can do things faster, be smarter, look everything up and you'll just be on a different level to people. And you basically won't be human once you're kind of at that point and uh, you, you can communicate without opening your mouth and with like just like look at someone and then your thoughts can be their thoughts and um it's like things like that of just at one point do you lose your humanity through that but also i just once again it's like those this technology is not ready yet i don't and it's not at a point where um i think right now is the best time to start like regulating it before it's a real thing you know because it's not ready and it's not ready to be used and it's like it's decades away from being usable in my estimation you know i think you'd be surprised well because you had i was reading an article about um someone with asl and there some things that they're doing to als american sign language yeah Yeah, no no, i wasn't reading but yeah um, als you're right okay sorry um just so that they could communicate through thinking and you know so yeah like exactly what your dad was saying earlier there's so many really good implications for it you don't want to yeah. just throw out the baby with the bathwater and say this is all bad and evil and it can only be it's going to turn us into cyborgs and it's going to be yeah we're just going to have to figure this all out yeah i think it definitely it can be used for good things i just worry about the people who will take you know the good technology that we're creating and forming something bad of or like y- using it so people work longer hours because they don't have to sleep as much anymore. Like using it instead of using it for good of like talking to people, like capitalizing off of it and marketing off of it, of like making it something instead of, you know, a, a net good. But then also keep negative. in mind that, you know, I remember people from Grammy's generation talking about the horrors of rock and roll music and how it was going to destroy all of the youth. I mean, I well, think it has. 
<laughs> but you don't have, but exactly it it hasn't it hasn't it's it's there are things about rock and roll music that i'm sure you could say are still people think are evil and bad but it's like all I'm through kidding, every way. single culture in the world anytime there's been something new there's been resistance there's been there's been resistance there's been pushback and it as as there should be and we've had to figure it out but I, and maybe i'm too optimistic but i would like to think that we as a civilization and human race haven't lost the ability to let's figure it out then let's use yeah, if a chip implant can help me find the roca remote on a regular basis i'm in <laughs> just push a button on your forehead yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like aquaman and like yeah. <laughs> old comics well i think i am like i'm being pessimistic about it and i think you know it is uh ludism of being uh, like the fear of the unknown um and and did you get a word of the day calendar or something <laughs> and today was luddite well it's the same thing it comes from the same word it's an impressive word but it's just funny well but yeah i, I th- think i it's think it's a great it, word yeah. well and i think it makes and i'm gonna sense use for ai to find out what that means yeah well, it's just it's people <laughs> who Siri. don't trust uh machinery or you know think technology um and it's it's kind of like the more specifically, it's people who witchcraft. It, <laughs> well, no, it, it's it was named after someone specific because he destroyed a machine. It was like a printing press or something. But it was when like that kind of uh, time. But more specifically, it's people who don't trust machines because they will replace them and they will be seen um, as instead of like let's take care of the humans and like pay them living wages. It's like oh, these machines can work faster than humans. Um, so like the the negative side of of that sort of thing, but I th- I think I am like it's it's very much a fear of the unknown and a fear of the bad parts of improvement. I'm all for you know pro- like progressing through and becoming better as a society and as a world and as a planet. I just am nervous when the things that we're using to become better can also do a complete 180 you know and make like life is already so complicated and it's getting more complicated every day and i feel like this is a big aspect of it of it can be so much more complicated yeah okay cool so definitely err on the side of caution and additional oversight and regulation instead of scrambling to respond once the cat's already out of the bag speaking of that one more thing that i wanted to talk about and this one will probably be a little bit shorter is that TikTok is back on everybody's radar because it's being looked at into, again, uh, for Chinese spyware and uh, harvesting people's information via backdoor third-party access. And uh, you all know about it. Probably most of the people have like listening have it or you know whether you use it or not or have used it. But I wanted to ask real quick, did y'all have, do you all have TikTok? Do you use it? I do. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here. <laughs> well, good job, Anna, because you're feeding China all of our information. I'm just kidding. Caleb Kwok is in his office just getting more intelligent by the day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's from Hong Kong. But uh, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, do you have it? Have you used it? I know at the beginning there was a big thing. There was a big push for uh, families of especially military contractors and military families just to not mess with it because it's not worth the risk. Um, But dad, I remember when it first came out, you made a big push against it. And then at one point uh, you just kind of were like, whatever, just do as you want. But yeah. So um, anytime the, uh, the government comes out and says, Hey, military and contractors, please don't 
use TikTok, yeah, uh, it's probably better to not use TikTok. And they're not going to give you all the pedigree of the information that goes into that. But that's really, really rare. So when they do it, mm-hmm. probably ought to honor the uh, the threat. And I can tell you uh, specifically, um, the Chinese have really a lot of focus on this kind of thing, and they love to do cyber things and steal technology and all that kind of thing. They have a whole major command called the Strategic Support Force that's focused on that kind of thing. So the threat is real. It's not a you know theoretical or a, a conspiracy theory. The, the threat is real, and it's not just the Chinese. It's a lot of folks. So if there's a known uh, particular uh, platform that has a specific vulnerability or a threat, it's just not worth it to me, so uh, I'm staying away from it. Yeah. Mom, any thoughts? I have it, but I don't, I don't post I'm gonna on I'm going to go it. home and change oh all our goodness. passwords. <laughs> I, but mainly, I um, actually, I follow people on Instagram who play TikTok videos that were probably you all watched three years ago, <laughs> and they amuse me, but I don't, I don't. I don't know any of the dances. Does that help? That uh, helps. Is, it, is the help, is the dance what's going to bring us down as a... China's like, you fools. <laughs> They're just feeding us dances. It's like they have a boardroom where dad's people have like AI creators and manufacturers. They've just got a boardroom of people coming up with dances to distract America from the stuff that they're doing. Well, then I'll be fine. I think I have it installed. I don't really remember, but I don't really use it often because like mom said, if there's something on it that's really like something that is interesting it usually just goes to a different social media platform yeah i i I don't really use it i use it for church stuff uh like posting on the msm account once in the blue moon but uh one thing i did want to touch on that was kind of interesting is that in china tiktok is regulated way heavier than over here so uh statista it's a good website for stuff like looking up information like this it did a study that suggests the average gen zer spends about three hours on social media every single day parts that tiktok instagram snapchat youtube whatever and uh in china however the same people that bring us tiktok uh they have their own version called Yin. i think i'm probably mispronouncing that but uh they limit their occupants under the age of 14 to 40 minutes a day and it's all educational, scientific, learning about engineering and chemistry. And it's stuff that uh, kids can actually learn from. And uh, more, you know, Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of things. So uh, recent polls in China showed that the number one thing that kids wanted to be are astronauts and engineers. And over here, the same study showed that American kids have been polled as wanting to be influencers and YouTubers. So what does that mean for American children? What does that mean... Should we d- be doing something to regulate? It's, it would never go over here. But what can we do as individuals and as a society to kind of combat that? We, we were actually talking about this on the way over about, because um, I was asking your dad, since he um, studies China and Chinese culture a lot, well, more than anybody in our family, mm-hmm. but uh, how much of that do you think is conspiracy? Do they realize, you know, were they targeting and how are how much of it is just um, giving the people what they want? Because one thing that I think it would be fun to just blame it all on on China, mm-hmm. but we have to take ownership of the fact that we, as a culture, um, they're just they're just copying the other social media platforms that we already have, right. and um, 
you know this as a fact as as having friends from Asian cultures, they put a much higher priority on education as generally as a culture. I Mm -hmm. mean, one of your best friends, Amelia, what did she do every Saturday? She was taking Korean lessons and extra math lessons because that was what was valued by her Korean mother. That was one of the most important things to Oma is that she was doing that. And I think that that's something we have to realize that, you know, as parents, as educators, that we need to, as a culture, be more interested in education. That's It's not China's fault that we want to watch dog videos all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. Korean, or uh, Amelia's Korean side was definitely, it came out at school, but Uncle Andy's side kicked in pretty hard <laughs> yeah. everywhere else. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm no, saying? No, that, that, That's, yeah. there's... There's a value that is placed on education that, and I think a lot of it is just because in, in those cases, if you don't have the education, you're not going to be successful. Your, your family's not going to eat. Right. Whereas we come from a culture where you can pretty much make it. However. Yeah, exactly. And so that's on us. That's, we're going to have to be motivate ourselves and our students to want to, to do more and to do better. You know, we, it's, Yeah. This is a part of it, but it's also, a, I think it's a bigger cultural problem. Well, it, it, let's let's uh, take a look at, at maybe why TikTok even would exist. And this is just kind of a, you know, Kel's thought. I, if you want to influence a society, you have to set up a mechanism to reach that society. And if that comes through, people like to watch dog videos. Let's set up a thing where people can watch dog videos or just whatever. So not every single thing that comes through TikTok has to be bad, but now you've got uh, through all the, you know, the dog videos and all the interesting things out there. Now you've got a way to get into people's uh, bounded reality. And when the time comes that you want to influence, now you've got a vector to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's just like uh, conservatives set up a conservative news system liberals do the same thing on the other side if you want to influence somebody you have to be able to speak into them and tiktok you know maybe i I don't know maybe that's the reason it exists well um, i think that's a good kind of point of like you know comparing it to um political systems and networks here in america of that it's it's a lot of what tiktok is doing we're doing to ourselves already without china's help um (laughs) like you know and all of the problems of tiktok are already here locally of like you know facebook had the whole drama of harvesting our data and algorithms here for every single social media are so you know specifically to to alienate you like we've been talking about uh away from the middle ground is to keep you on their sites so the only difference really which is an important difference and a distinction is that it's china instead of us but you know i think a lot of the the arguments against TikTok are against social media in general. Um, it's just that it, we have a, an easier enemy to point to because it's not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben, come full circle. I agree with like what everything that has been said so far, but there probably is some like fear mongering going on but like for sure it definitely is an issue and we should i I don't know how we would fix it but it 
needs to be fixed? I think the overarching answer today is uh, regulation and in the case of social media intake and kind of just wasting time on things that don't really matter in the long run is self-regulation and not permitting yourself and kids. This is more of like a, a parental thing for like young kids and everything, but um, for older people or people who can have the sense to want better for themselves is just not permit yourself to, you know, spend three hours a day just doom scrolling, looking for instant gratification and that quick dopamine hit of, oh, haha, quick, haha. Like, that made me haha. This one didn't make me haha. I'm going to scroll until I get another haha. Like, it's just kind of reinventing the wheel into what's important for your own development. So, we've talked about artificial intelligence, TikTok. And I kind of wanted to just wrap it up. This is a Christmas episode. We are with you guys. So I wanted to wrap up with something fun and lighthearted so we don't end on the kind of We're all big gray <laughs> cloud of, you know, we've got Russia, Ukraine, mm. you know. Might the, be the last one. The last polar bear <laughs> is just scooting his feet back from his melting <laughs> ice cube. And China's stealing our technology faster than we can make it. And artificial intelligence is quickly creating the Ultron that will soon take over the globe. So we wanted ho, to ho, ho. we wanted to wrap up with some ho ho hos, and uh, the way we're gonna do this is we've got uh, yeah don't look too much into that little statement. <laughs> we're gonna um, we've got mom and dad on one side. You guys are gonna be a team. We've got Ben and Anna on another side. You guys are gonna be a team, and we're gonna do <laughs> some Christmas trivia questions. We've got six questions, and uh, we've got tiebreakers if we need to go into them. So. First question, if you have an answer, just say ding, 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 and we'll award you the first answer. Got you? Okay. Hey, hey, wait, no, I've, I've heard these podcasts before, and you guys took turns. You want to do that instead? Okay, let's do that instead. <laughs> so, cut, 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 and, <laughs> okay, so the way this is going to work, we have Mom and Dad on one side, we have Ben and Anna on the other side, we've got some Christmas trivia questions, some of it's from movies, some of it's from, like, folklore whatever, you'll be able to kind of get it from the way the question's phrased. Uh, we're going to start with mom and dad, and then we'll, if they get the answer right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, they go to Ben and Anna, and they can uh, get a chance to answer it, and then vice versa, we'll go back and forth. So, first question to mom and dad. How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Go ahead, Amy. It's past, present, future. Yeah, it's three. 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 That is incorrect. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. Oh, uh, 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 ben and Anna. <laughs> Four. <laughs> I would advise you not to feed them the answer after you get it wrong. Okay, Ben and Anna off to an early lead with uno point. Mom and dad, no point. So we'll start with Ben and Anna again. Question two. The movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real-life department store. What is the name of the store? Zoomies. No. We're going to go with Macy's. That is correct. So two points to the youngins. Mom and dad, here's another chance for a point. Uh, In Home Alone, which we just watched last night, where are the McCallers going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, France. Correct. (laughs) 
parents friends. We wanted to be a little careful after that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. I had parents written down, but uh, correct, parents friends. So, one point mom and dad, two points banana going into question four. In the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they? Stink, stank, stunk. Okay, that's three points, Ben and Anna. One point, parents. Good job, Ben and Anna. Question five. Among Christians who lived in the East, when was Christmas originally celebrated? It was summertime, wasn't it? I, I don't know what month. I'll give you a hint. We have celebrated differently in uh, last year for this day. There was an occurrence that happened. September and we went to No. No. I'm talking about America. There was an occurrence that happened that people got together, did something pretty pretty unsavory. January sixth. That's correct. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Among Christians who lived in the East when uh, Christmas was originally celebrated, it was January sixth. Do you know that they still they still celebrate Christmas in January in Ethiopia? I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, your Tekaline. your adopted brother Tekaline lives in Ethiopia and he celebrates Christmas in January. Oh, we'll have to wish him a Merry Christmas. Okay. So, uh, very very good. Two points, mom and dad. Three points, Ben and Anna, going into the last question. In what decade did Coca-Cola start using Santa in advertisements? Oh, do you know? I want to say 20s. I don't know why. Mm, like specific? Just the 20s? Like 2000s. I really don't know. Do you know, Mom? Because I don't know. <laughs> like I would tell you. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm I could tell us. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, we're going to say the 20s. You nailed it. It's the 20s. It's Good job. Dead. Okay. That was the last official question, but we've got three bonus questions. Do you want to just yeah. ask them to the group? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I promise I didn't mean to do two Nazi references, but who did <laughs> the German Nazi regime replace Santa Claus slash Saint Nick with? Father Christmas. That's British. Yeah. I mean, they replaced... Ben, uh, Anna, I thoughts? I, <laughs> I... I I don't know. My brain went, oh, like the Kremlin. So the Kremlin, but that's not it. The Kremlin is <laughs> Russia for sure. I but know. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I'm just letting you know that's where my brain's at. That's not my thought. Father Hitler? I don't <laughs> know. So are we still competing or is this it is just, just a group? Yeah, they, they won. It's yeah. <laughs> four two, but yeah. uh, you want me to no just get idea. the answer? Yeah. The answer is Odin. <gasps> oh, um. no, wait, no. What's that? I was thinking of that. Krampus, Krampus. Krampus is. Oh, that's also uh, Russian, isn't it? Isn't he like a like an evil? Is he Russian? Yeah, no, he's German. Ah, so yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Odin, just like the Greek Odin, god? like no, yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. the the Norse god, the Norse, Norse god, Norse god. Okay, father the of Thor, and played by oh, what's his name? I love him, Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, my favorite guy. All right, very good. Uh, the Nazi regime placed uh, Santa Claus with Odin. So, in the song 12 Days of Christmas, what is given on the seventh day? Seven swans. Seven lords. Yeah, you said it. Seven swans of swimming. Yeah, oh, very good. Okay. Too that many was, birds. You've nailed that one. There's too many birds. It's like 30 birds. I just heard this. I don't know if it's true. But, uh, that you know the five golden rings? Uh, that's a bird. Yeah, that's a bird. There's more birds. It's just so many birds. You're like, great. The one day I can actually pawn something. <laughs> it's like, it's more stupid birds. My true love owns a bird sanctuary, apparently. 
What? Uh, yeah, because th- that's what her true love gave to her. So yeah. Her oh, so I thought that was just a statement Anna no, was throwing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, I've no, got a few <laughs> questions <laughs> about that. Are you dating somebody we don't <laughs> no. know? Yeah. Yes, that owns a Well, bird that's a separate thing. It's gotten pretty serious, apparently, because yeah. they bought her a bird sanctuary, <laughs> and she called him her well, true love. And don't they, like, each day, they give the same thing again with another thing. Like, you, you keep, like, oh, by yeah. the end of the day, after you get day, 12 partridges After in day a three, tree. I'd be like, okay, I get this. How Can many turtle doves does one person need? And then you have, I think there's, like, only two non-bird related things and they're human beings and not, well, well yeah. the lords are leaping lords and the leaping maids, maids, are maids are milking but do those come with the and cows the lady, somebody's dancing oh. isn't that like Ladies indentured dancing. servitude yeah you're given yeah you can't give people you people. can't give people yeah we don't do that anymore and no. i think with the with the maids of milking come out, with Evan. edit that out i think the the maids milking would come with cows so it's just hello we are here from the person your true love just keep cutting just keep cutting let's just cut all of it there are no netherland people what do you call those guys dutch norse no that's yeah, no, the Dutch is That's Holland. Yeah, Dutch is yeah. Holland. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the Netherlands, what do you call them? I think th- I think they're Dutch. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? I think we looked this when, up. Yeah, when it yeah. Went, when Peter AI Parker went that. to the Netherlands, when he went to Holland in Far From Nether- Home, like, they're yeah, with the Dutch. I, I right. bet people That's from right. the Netherlands are not worried about AI. <laughs> is it go going to help me make this go faster? I want to go see the tulips. So, the tulips. Next. Last question. What is the most popular meal for Christmas in Japan? I know this. It's KFC. Very good. It's KFC fried chicken. They order months in advance. It's they very do. Popular. You can order it like three months in advance in Japan so you don't have to wait in line. Yeah, it's so no, but sad. like it's a, it's What a huge great business. marketing move by KFC. Colonel Sanders just kind of got that one dropped in his lap, didn't he? Well, in fun fact, the um, meat of the season for, you know, Christmas dinners in England is turkey and not ham. But we mm-hmm. do turkey for Thanksgiving, and they don't have Thanksgiving because we're celebrating leaving them. So <laughs> that's they just they, do they just don't go into work and drink tea all day when. Oh, bro! Oh, you have the turkey. I find that offensive. So cool. Th- that was our Christmas trivia, and uh, this has been another episode of That's Neat with Blake Lawson and Friends, a podcast brought to you by the Simple Church Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us as we delve into the wild world of today and explore some of the most pressing and fascinating matters that we are currently experiencing together. Thank you, my fellow Lawsons, for being here today and talking through all this with me. Uh, do you guys have anything to say before we end? Uh, Merry Christmas and support artists. Well, God bless us, everyone. That, too. <laughs> Try to buy locals, Ben. <laughs> try, <laughs> try buy locals. Merry Christmas. I don't really have anything to say. It's okay that our kids beat us in the trivia because uh, they need to be smarter than we are, uh, and AI can help them do that. Way to go, homeschool. All right. Woo. Cool. Well, thank you again for listening, and once again, this is Blake Lawson signing out. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Peace. <laughs>